about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. thank you from glory to glory the disciples during Pentecost they went from faith to faith and from glory to glory and this ties into my last um, my last uh, segment on this series of how to develop great character I need to say this quickly that this is not just another sermon that you will listen and you would you would you would you would eat up um, and it doesn't do any change in your life. For the last four, five, last six weeks or seven weeks, we've been talking about the mind, managing your moods, changing your character. And I'm praying to the Almighty God that something snaps and changes within you because on Pentecost Sunday, something changed in the character of the disciples. And I'm asking and I'm believing God that something would change in your life. The Bible says in the book of Romans, this is our subject um, text for today, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 in the Message Bible. Listen to what it says. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into without even thinking. This is where character is developed. He says, instead, fix your attention on God. This is, look at what will happen. He says, you'll be changed from the inside out. Your character will be changed. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Let's follow the boy. He says, unlike the culture around you, you cannot be a Christian and continue to do what the culture around you is doing. He says, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. I think, I hope this will bless you. He develops well, well-formed maturity in you. When you go through the storm, God is developing character in you. When you go through the fire, God is developing well-formed maturity in you. You cannot continue to live the same way you used to live and there's no character change. You can't be married for all these years and there's no character change. You can't behave the same way. You behaved when you were 22 and you're still maintaining that behavior now that you're 28, when you're now that you're 30. Something has to change within us. We have to be Christ-like. Christ-like. Last week we began to examine developing great character through the storms. And I said to us, nothing about character is hereditary. No, good character is not, is, is not 
is not given to us because my dad and my mom had good character. No, it is something that is formed. It's something that changes us. In weeks and in months when we give ourselves unto Christ, when, 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 when as the Bible says in the Romans chapter 12 verse 2, where God starts to develop character inside us, building something new on the inside of us that comes at the expense of the person I used to be. God wants something to change on the inside of us. And I've been saying this, and I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to rhetoric this, and I'm going to, it's going to be a, a rhetoric. It's going to be a mantra. It's going to be a mission statement that many people have lost out of their blessing because they thought that the prayer of favor and mercy will deliver, defend, or immune them from the consequences of bad character. And what we're confronted with in our lives is not that God doesn't hear our prayers. Is that we just have bad character. And so we started to examine how do I develop good character? How can I transform my present self through the Holy Spirit, through the, through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, through the gift given to us uh, in the day of Pentecost? How can I actually transform it into my life so that I can be able to affect my future positively than negatively? And the first thing I said last week, and I couldn't go beyond that, I said, you must be trainable. You must be trainable. To train right and be right, you also must be coachable. If you, 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 uh, you cannot continue to go in life without having a trainer, spiritual trainer. You can't continue to do things the same way you used to do things. Training, I said, is different from teaching. Many people can be taught, but not many people are ready for training. That's why this virtual church has its positive and has its negative because many people love teaching, they don't love training. Virtual church gives you a lot of teaching. You can leave watching Tabernacle and go to watch another sermon. You can leave that sermon and in the afternoon watch another one, in the evening watch another one. And then they say, oh, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I've been fed during this period. You know, being fed is different from actually putting it into practice. You haven't got anybody around you to show if you really develop patience, if you really develop that fortitude. And so, so teaching is different from training. You, you, you can teach someone, to, this is how you should, you, should, you should behave. You could teach someone, this is how you should eat. You could teach someone, this is how uh, when you get to the gym, you switch this on, you switch that on, you do that. That's not going to make them lose weight. It is when they train that they lose weight. And God wants us to lose weight of bad character. We're carrying a heavy loading. And all we're doing is just looking for teachings all over the place. Sermons all over the place. Give me another word. Give me another word, Pastor. Yes, give me another word. But the problem is, it's not the teaching that's important. And that's why I love when we come together. Because even we may put you in a position as a leader. And it will test your character. Because that's what is called training. It is not called teaching for reigning. It's called training for reigning. And to be teachable and to be coachable, as I said last week, you have to be unoffendable. So you've got to look for an environment where someone will train you so you will not take offense. Number two, I've got to finish this today. Number two, if you want to develop great character even through this storm, if you want to develop great character in your life, you've got to be credible. You've got to be credible. Means you've got to be trustworthy. Means you've got to have integrity. You've got to be above board. You've got to be worthy of belief and confidence. And sometimes this is lacking in relationships and marriage. Because you can't trust the person. 
Being credible is doing the right thing even when no one else is looking. Do you have credibility? People of character do the right thing even if no one else does it. Not because they think it would change the world, but because they refuse to be changed by the world. And that's what we, that's the scripture we read. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not because my good character may change the world, but at least I'm not going to allow the world to change me. Credibility of a leader is their currency. We can see all over the world how many leaders have, have lacked credibility in crisis. You cannot believe what is coming out of your mouth. Because when you have credibility with it, he or she is solvent. Without it, he or she is bankrupt. The Bible says in Psalms 37, 37, 37, 37 Psalms, it says, mark the blameless man and observe. He says, look at the upright, for the future of that man is peace. Are you credible? It's, listen to me, listen to me. Because many people now, we are on Instagram, we're on social media, we're doing different kinds of things. The question I want to ask all of us is, is your brand credible? Am I credible as a pastor? Am I a pastor in church, looking all good, looking all loving, but yet I'm a monster at home? Am I credible? Can, 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 my, son, can my son attest to my credibility? Can, what, what happens to pastor when people are not there? How do I really treat my wife? How do I treat my son? How do I treat my daughter? How do I treat the, my family? People who are around me. Are you credible? The brand that you are advertising, is it credible? Can people trust your product? Can they trust your work? When they give you a job to do, when they give you an assignment, can we go to sleep and know that you will do it even when nobody is there? Are you authentic or are you fake? How many followers do you really have? Or how many have you bought on Instagram? You, you need authenticity to cultivate credibility. You need authenticity to cultivate credibility. Because your credibility is your staying power. Don't, don't, don't. Don't speak in a way you don't walk. Stop lying and be honorable. Stop, 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 stop driving what you don't own. I remember there was a particular guy. Whenever I see him, he, he spews out lies. I don't know who you're trying to impress. I don't know, I'm not, I don't know who's around you, who, who gives two, two pence for what you have or what you don't have. But every time they just want to boast, this is what I'm doing, this is what I am, this is what, I, what, what I'm not doing. And, 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 and you know what the problem with people like that is that they've forgotten what they said two days ago. So what they're saying now is different from what they said two days ago. And you're asking, but, but you said this, and then they start to lie to defend the lie that they made two days ago. You bring a bag into the house. That you went to buy in salvages, you quickly get rid of the, the, the bag before you got into the house. You, you put the shoe in a different bag and you walk in as if nothing has happened. Your husband is asking you, how, when did I, you got this? Oh, no, no, I've had it a long time ago. 
Your wife is asking you the question, hang on, where's all the money? Oh, you know, I had to give my dad or my mom. And you're lying. No credibility. Your home and the fabric of your home is breaking down. And you as a single lady or as a single, single man, you have no credibility in, the, in, in, in us being able to know you're authentic. And then you want to come up on Instagram or, or Facebook and all that and say you're an influencer. What are you actually influencing? Because can we really look into your life and know that you walk what you're talking? God wants us to be credible. I'm fed up of people that are credible. And your credibility shows in simple promises that you make. Stop lying. Don't lie about your career. Don't lie about your salary. Don't lie about your home. Don't lie about your car. Don't sketch a rosy image of your perfect life to impress people. Do you know what? Many people are blessed by imperfect lives. They learn more from people who have gone through stuff and made mistakes. More than people who are just trying to put up a facade of lies. The root of integrity means whole, undivided. And, and that is a terrific way to help us understand what integrity is all about. The Bible says the integrity of an upright man shall hold him. Integrity is an undivided life. For example, you don't act one way in one situation and, and another in a different situation. You want to talk to young people, you want to talk to people around how they should live their lives among their boyfriends, girlfriends, fiancés, husbands. But yet you are a nemesis at home. The Bible says it's better to live in the house, on the top of the house exposed to different kinds of weather than to live inside the same home with a nagging on a dripping woman. Same thing goes to the man also. A faithful man, the Bible says, who can find? Have integrity. Integrity means undivided. I don't want to win the church. I want to win my home. I don't want to win the church. I want to win my, my, my wife's sister, my wife's farm, extended family. I don't want them to see me as a pastor on screen, but I'm, I'm something else behind the screen. I want my dad to look at me and say, yeah, he talks and walks what he does. How does your family actually see you? Are you credible? Did you tell your mom, your parents, that you're taking them shopping this week and only for you to suddenly say, oh, ah, they've eased the lockdown. I need to go and see this person and let them down. Are you credible? Do you clean up? Do you wash? Do you help? Do you say what you said you would do? Are you giving them the monthly allowance you actually spoke about? Because they will lead you into your future. Having integrity means more than simply the absence of deception. It is beliefs backed up with action. The question is, do my actions actually back up my beliefs? Do people really know that you're a Christian? Am I living out what I believe to be right? Or do I tell half-truths? People who build a credible character can, cannot be comfortable with lies. You cannot be comfortable with lies. And many of you, even as, as husbands, as men... And, and I want to take it from men generally. You live a life that is not credible. You live a life that is not credible. You hold your phone and you're hiding your phone while you scroll through naked bodies on your phone. You, 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 let me check your Instagram page. Who are you following? You're following bikini clad women all over the place. Your wife has complained about it. Your girlfriend has complained about it. You say it's harmless. You're stupid. It is not harmless, it's stupidity. 
And yet you will come out and just say, oh, everything is fine. You're secretly watching pornography at night. You need help so that you become credible because if you're not careful, you will soon walk away from what is so much precious that God has given to you. Are you at home as a lady? Are you, are you credible to the things that God has called you to do? A lot of people hide their true self by putting on a false persona. When you do that, you don't, you don't only obstruct your true self, you also create false relationships. We want to know the real you. Don't see the guy, hi, how are you? I don't talk that much, I, I'm really quiet. No, you're a loud mouth. Let's see how you really are. It may help me to make my decision. You get into the crowd of people, you just, you just, you, you, you're quiet. You're just on your phone. Oh, does your friend not talk? Oh, no, she's just shy. Trying to set up another person with fake, with a lie. Come on, men or women of honor, don't come pretending. Be your true self. Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 8 says, Be an, uh, But an honorable person acts honorably, honestly, and stands firm for what is right. We have to develop men who put character before conformity. They're not afraid to be different from the culture. They're not afraid to stand alone for what is right. God's looking for people of commitment. That's the value that makes you great. Please, I'm praying that you will understand that God wants to develop great character on the inside of you. Question is, how do I become credible? Let me give you three ways. Number one, be competent. It means you don't say everything you think, but you mean everything you say. Let me say that again. Be competent. It means you don't say everything you think, but you mean everything you say. We can depend on your competency. Please help us with the music. And we know that you will do that. Do it. Please help me with the shopping. We know you will do that. Be there. Please help me. I'm moving houses. We know you will be there. Oh, I will give you a, I will call you back. And you will call the person back. Be competent. Be consistent. Number two. Everything you do, say, and think should be consistent. Let us meet you exactly where you says you will be. Be consistent. And number three, be compassionate. That's how you become credible. Your credibility grows when you're, when you're out for the best interest of those around you. It's about serving and protecting others. Be compassionate. Don't just look at someone and say to them, Oh, it's, it's because they didn't do this, it's because they didn't do that. No. Your credibility lies in your compassion, it lies in your consistency, it lies in your competency. So if you want to develop great character, you've got to be teachable. You've got to be credible. Number three, you've got to be reliable. Reliable is different from being credible. Reliable means you're stable, you're dependable, you're loyal. Reliable, we don't have a lot of reliable people around right now. You say, oh, pastor, what can I do to help you? Okay, go and meet, meet this pastor. Go and meet this leader. You go and meet them. Say, yeah, I'm coming, but this is my time's right. Yeah, uh, I can only do this. Yeah, uh, I don't have time from this. Yeah, if, if, if everything was yeah, you would not receive a yeah this morning. No. Are you reliable? We need people who are reliable. The church is suffering because there are no reliable people. Many people, they just love making comments. Not many people are ready to do the hard, dirty graft work. And it shows not only in the church, but it can also show in your family 
and in your relationships. Be reliable. People of good character are loyal people. Let me help you, please. You've got to learn to have what is a stick to its attitude, even when it comes to others. And you see the, the, the major problem. Let me help you. Let me calm down a bit. And let me say this. When you're not reliable to people and you can't be loyal and you can't stick it out with people, you're more likely never to stick it out with yourself. And that's the reason that every project you start, you stop. Because you don't know how to stick to it. Ladies and gentlemen, please, I'm begging you, if you haven't married, it's good. Because I don't want you to marry someone who is not dependable or reliable. It's, it's like a tooth taken out of joints. When you choose your friends, don't be shortchanged by choosing personality over character. Please. Because many of us live in a, in a selfish culture. Our selfish culture says, if I don't own it, why should I take care of it? Those who don't understand God's will live by, or those who understand God's will live by a higher standard. Because God owns it, I would take even better care of it. You're, you're, it's not your house you are renting. Take care of it because the way you take care of it is how God will give you something else. If you're not overqualified in your present position, God can't give you a promotion. They give you something. Hold on, hold on for it. Give it back to the person better. They borrowed you their car to use. You brought it back filled with different kinds of McDonald's and, 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 and Kentucky and, and some certain wraps. You didn't even bother to clean the car. Yes, they gave it to you dirty. Why couldn't you return it back to them clean? Be reliable. If I give you something to do, be reliable. Don't be so selfish that it's all about you. Can I talk to some young ones here? Can I talk to the millennials, the Jesus generation? Listen to me. You've got to learn to stand out from this selfish culture. Why exactly are you an influencer? Why exactly are you on the internet? Why exactly are you on social media? Is it just to promote yourself or be a help genuinely to others? Because after you finish that one hour segment, can I call you to go and see a, a grandmother down the road who is suffering? Can I tell you to go and go to her house and help her and clean her house? But yet you've just, you've just built a lot of baggage on the internet. But when, when it comes to it, can I call upon you to go and do something? Can I call upon you to go and take someone's, someone's laundry and wash it and bring it back to them? Or it's all about me. I, I need my products to be out of right. Which product? God is not clapping for what is about you. God is clapping for how you help others. Ruth chapter 3 and verse 11 is a very fantastic example. He says, the Bible says, And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character. Why did they call her a woman of noble character? Because she stood by Naomi, even though Naomi was a failure. She helped somebody else. People of good character don't use other people. They help people, period. Are you of a good character? Many people are suffering. Many people are going through stuff in church. What are you doing to be a help? Your neighbor is probably suffering. What are you doing to be a help? Are you just having barbecues and, 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 and having chicken and roasting it uh, uh, behind your garden while your neighbor who is a single mother 
has nothing. You can even take a gift to them. Ruth valued, Ruth valued, Ruth valued Naomi when she was nothing and helped her in her sorrow. She did not know that her sorrow will be tomorrow's blessing. Who am I speaking to today? Develop character in helping others. A person with character makes decisions on principles, not on the basis of what is popular. He or she honors commitment instead of caring for convenience. Take care of another man's business. You want your ministry to grow. You want to pick it back on your popularity through somebody who has exposed you without realizing that God is watching us. How faithful are you in in what they've given to you? The story of the talents, Luke chapter 6 and verse 10. The Bible says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust in what is much. Luke 6, 12, he says, And if you have not been faithful, if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? I have some guys who walk, here, walk in here every single Sunday just to make this walk. They're not saying, no, I, I fear for COVID. They're here. Young man, Isaac, he comes every single time. It's a protocol just to make sure that things are in place and I, I can get whatever I need and if I'm in help. Uh, uh, one time we had Matthew that also came in. And when the alarm went off, uh, uh, what, what would have happened if they were not here to help? Oh, and there's nobody there. You'll be fine, Pastor. But if he wasn't here, what would have happened? You see, being faithful in another man's business. The young man is not saying, because I'm young, I'll sleep at home like many other people are doing. But there's a little, little simple contributions of just helping, just knowing that I can just tap my fingers and something can be done. It's being interested in another man's business. And no wonder God will always promote them in their own. And many people are wondering, why is my prayers not being answered? It's because you are not teachable, you're not credible, you're not reliable. And God is saying to you, it's time on Pentecost Sunday to receive the Holy Spirit and to change because you can do it. I'm telling you, you can being faithful in another man's business. Being faithful in the things that is not yours. The man, one man took that talent, buried it in the ground because he wasn't faithful. God says, if you're not faithful in another man, who will give your own? Let me give you three ways or three areas where you need to be faithful. We need to be faithful to our families. We need to be faithful to our families. The religion that doesn't begin at home doesn't begin. Let me say that again. The religion that does not begin at home doesn't begin. Can your mom and dad vouch for you? Let's be honest. Can they vouch for you? Do they actually dislike the church you're going because of your attitude? Religion that does not begin at home does not begin. Are you faithful at home? Are you dependable at home? Folks, if we aren't faithful at home, we are no good and we won't be faithful anywhere else. Your sins will find you out. Are you faithful at home? Can they trust you? Did you say to your child, I'm taking you out tomorrow? And then suddenly you say, I'm tired. And your, your child even can't, can, 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 can't trust the words that come out of your mouth. He can't. She can't. And the wife and the husband, they're always giving excuses for you to create a good image. Are you a good image? Are you credible? You may be a single mom. We don't need to, 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 to destroy the reputation of the guy or the woman. No, just be honorable. Be faithful at home. Are you faithful 
at home? Can, can, can your husband, can your wife, can you trust you? Can you trust yourself as a single person? Can you trust yourself? Because that's where it begins. Number two, are you faithful to your finances? Because that book of Luke was just talking about how you're faithful in another man's business. Are you faithful? If you're not faithful in a hundred pounds, trust me, you will never be faithful when it becomes a million. If you can't give out of your hundred pounds to be a blessing to others, you will not give when it's a million. Even if we talk about the simple 10% that everyone is arguing about, 10% of 100 is 10 pounds. If you're scratching your head on 10 pounds, what would you do if you have 10,000 and it's 1,000? What would you do when it's 100,000 and it's 10,000? Trust me, you will have a heart attack and you will disappear from God because you're not faithful. Are you faithful in your budget? Do you do every single thing you want to do by yourself? Are you faithful in your finances? So that God can continue to bless you because God does not bless mess and God does not like wasters. Are you faithful? Because in this COVID period, God is looking for people who are faithful to the things that they're giving them. This seven years was seven years of plenty that was supposed to take you through seven years of famine. Are we faithful? Have you done your finances? Have we cried so many times? I've cried for years. Not knowing that there will be a day when there will be a famine in the land. And it hasn't finished. I cried, I shouted, I screamed. I did different kinds of things in this church and on the board. I told families, husbands, wives, come together. I told single people, you can do it. You can buy your stuff. You can invest. But we're not faithful. We prefer to eat the takeaway. We prefer to take the Chinese. We prefer to go to the bar in the evening and waste 50, 60 pounds just drinking some Jack Daniels and um, different kinds of stuff that you do. Baileys. Baileys that if you buy the whole bottle, maybe 12 pounds and they're charging you 12 pounds for one shot. Stupid. Are you faithful just to, to your finances? And lastly, are you faithful with friends? A friend is someone who comes in when the entire world has gone out. Are you faithful? Are you faithful? During this COVID time when it first started, I was confused. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know where I'm going to start. I didn't know where to record. I didn't, they said record from home. I struggled. I, it, it, was, it was terrible. But then I had some faithful people who says, Pastor, where, wherever you want to do it for that makes it comfortable, I will be with you. People who, when everybody else walked out, they walked in. Faithful. Just send us a small one-minute clip to just say hello to everyone. Oh, my hair, my beard. Is that what somebody is thinking about on a hospital bed? Down the road. And you're so much conscious of your image that you forgot that the image came from God. This is friendship. Church is friendship. Are you faithful? Proverbs 26 says that many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? It's just a matter of time. No matter how talented someone is, a person of good, good character stays with their friends even during the down times. Anyone can be friends with others when times are good. Are you faithful? 
Are you faithful like a bad tooth or a lame foot is reliance on the unfaithful in times of trouble? Proverbs 25, 19. Proverbs 19, 22 says, Loyalty makes a person attractive. It is better to be poor than dishonest. Those two scriptures encapsulate what friendship is all about. Are you only a friend to somebody because they're rich? Actually, are you a friend to them because right now everybody loves them? But they make a mistake and then we start to disown them. We start to disown them. It is good to love your pastor right now because maybe he didn't make a mistake. How would you do? What would you do if he does make a mistake? And everybody seems to step out. There are no loyalties. There's no, there's no faithfulness in this day and age. What would you do if just one Sunday something happens we can't broadcast? Oh, the church is not reliable. Maybe I should find somewhere else. We're not loyal. And you need to ask yourself, what have I done to contribute in helping? Are you faithful to your home? Are you faithful to your finances? Are you faithful to your friends? Are you credible? Are you competent? Are you compassionate? And the last one before we go is if you want to change your character, there are four things you need to do. You need to be teachable. You need to be credible. You need to be reliable. And you need to be prayable. I just formed that word. You need to know how to pray. If you are going to change your character, you need to know how to pray. Pastor, how do you know that? Because Jesus also had a character slight issue. Oh, Pastor, that's blasphemy. No, he did. He didn't want to die. But the character that was developed in the Garden of Gethsemane during the storm says, let your will be done. There's a difference. There's a difference. Great character is forged in the place of prayer. That's why, let me, let me, let me, let me talk to those who are, who are single. I know, I know I'm talking to the single a lot right now. Let, let me talk to you. If you are going to have a meaningful relationship, know how to pray. Because when you pray, God does not change the person you're trying to change. He changes you and then changes your environment. God wants to develop character on the inside of you because when he develops it, it will change everything around you. It is in the place of prayer where wills, wills, our wills are bendable and our desires are submitted to God. It's in the place of prayer. It's in the place of prayer. You can never develop good character unless you are a prayerful, prayer, prayerful person. Luke chapter 9 and verse 29. Listen to what he says. Carefully observe what he says. He says, as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered. And his robe became white and glistering. As Jesus prayed, he was transfigured. And transfigure means to make a great change in the appearance of, especially to something that becomes nobler and beautiful, becomes something that, that, is, that, that, is, that, that, that produces attractiveness. 
So when you're transfigured, you are changed from a less to a more. And according to the song that they sang, say, let me go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Glory to glory does not mean money. Glory to glory means you're being transformed. In the, in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2 that we said, he says, be ye transformed. You've got to be allowed, you've got to allow God to speak to you so much that you would change from being an angry person to being a patient person. You will change from being selfish to being selfless. You will change from being all about me and being depressed to all about helping someone else. It's called transformation. If you're dealing with the same problem you used to deal with last year, it means you haven't been transfigured. A change to a beautiful or nobler position is the reward of praying. The reward of prayer is God's glory in your life. People must see, wow, there's a change. You know when people lose weight and you look at them like, wow, he has changed. So God wants us to lose weight of bad character. That, that, that when people see you, they say, ah, actually, you've really changed, you know. I remember a young couple of mine, a son and daughter of mine, the son says, he said to me, he says, that when I saw her the second time, she was not how she behaved the first time. Something has changed within her. And then they got married. Something has changed. Characters are being formed and are changed. So if you're expecting God's glory in your life, it comes via prayer. A powerless Christian is a Christian on a suicide mission. <laughs> Weak praying begets weak living. It doesn't matter the activity you're involved in your life. If you're not in touch with the word and prayer, you will soon lose your color. Don't seek happiness, seek God. Happiness is a byproduct of seeking God. If you make happiness your goal, you will miss God. God didn't say, Jesus, you're going to be happy. He says, you will need to die. He, he made his will bendable, submitted to God, and then his character changed. Some people say, leave that. Leave prayer. I prayed, I prayed. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed because when you went into prayer, you wanted to change the situation instead of changing you. You, it is in prayer that God will lead you to those who will help you and they may not be attractive as you are. It's in prayer that God will lead you to your mentor and they may not be the way you wanted to do. We, we preached last week, someone got onto Instagram and said, I need help. We directed them to where they needed the help. It doesn't always have to be pastor. But at the same time, no matter how much someone helps you, unless you go on your knees to pray, to find the directives of your life, the character within you won't change. And how do you deal with storms? It is in prayer. How do you develop fortitude in life? It is in prayer. How do you get out of this COVID? It is in prayer. That you will not make rational decisions because your character is weak because your prayer life is weak. How do you become authentic? Your authenticity will promote your credibility and it comes through the ability to pray. If you are going to change your character that we preach, if you're going to change your mood, if you're going to change your home, if your children, if your family, if your friends are not going to be running away from you, 
be trainable, be credible, be reliable, and be prayable. I'm telling you, you got this is the best message you can hear in a long time because prayers are being truncated because character has spoiled our roads and our contact with heaven. I hope that has helped you. And I want you to bow your heads and pray as we close. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.